This is a Radio 1 91FM podcast. Right now I'm joined by Michael Evans. Michael wants to be your academic representative for 2021. Uh, Morena. Howdy. How's it going? Very good. I should turn your bike on. Um, very, very good. And I'm glad to have you here. I'm glad to have you here because uh, it's not just you that's running for the position, is it, Michael? There's one other no, candidate. And that other candidate hasn't shown. Yes. No comment? Uh, no comment. No. <laughs> no comment. That's right. Hey, look, good, good, clean, fun race, right? I mean, he's missed anyway. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm missing him. Adam, where are you? Come forth, Adam. Be with us. <laughs> All right. Um, who are you and what is your major? Uh, my name is Michael. My major is, I mean, I do a Bachelor of Laws and a BA, majoring in politics as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. Law and politics. It's a very common combination. It is indeed very, very common. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, if 2020 has shown us uh, anything, Michael. Uh, the uni was kind of sitting on their hands when it comes to accessible learning. Uh, how do we get the uni to keep the systems that they've gained during the COVID-19 lockdown in place for future students? Um, I, well, I think it's very important that if there's any future lockdown or anything like that, the systems are ready to go. Yeah. I also think it's important that our teachers are provided with more training so they're able to adjust to it better because I think even just in my papers on an individual level, like my lecturers have been very different in the way that they approach it. Yeah. And I wouldn't say that the lack of consistency is necessarily a good thing. So there kind of needs a more uniform approach to what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. think we need to have, yeah, the learning that we're getting needs to be the same and equally accessible across our papers. Do you think there was enough support from the university when it comes to getting those processes in place for individual lecturers and, and, and um, professors and whatnot, uh, and for students on the other side to learn in that kind of environment? Um, well, I think when it comes to professors, I wasn't really privy to that, so I'm not sure beyond the fact that what I could see was the way that teachers were addressing it and adjusting to it was very different. Yeah. So I would be, I would go out on a limb and I would say that I think the support needs to be better for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to students, I think, well, it happened really fast, which is understandable, but I think the support needed to come faster. Though I used did a great job in getting things like the grade bump. Yeah and things like that, but it was sort of an OUSA initiative. I think the university need to take more initiative in supporting students directly straight yeah. away. Yeah, I mean, if without OUSA being there, would we have, you know, would students have gotten that grade bump? Do you think it's big enough of a bump? Um, do you think it should be catered to maybe individual papers of how much assistance you get? Um, potentially. Um, I think the grade bump was... Well, I mean, I definitely wouldn't say it was a bad thing, but I think certain papers were sort of left out in the cold. I mean, I do a few full-year papers. I know a lot of people that other also do full-year papers. Mm-hmm. And at least until now, those papers are sort of unaddressed, even though they were obviously under the same sort of pressure mm-hmm. as people studying any other paper. Um, what do you think OUSA has gotten wrong this year? Gone wrong this year? Um, I'm not sure, to be honest. I would probably need to think about that more than on the spot. Fair, fair. <laughs> uh, right, the Muran Society policy um, at the med school. Um, fair policy uh, or unfair on students that study hard and get great marks and still miss out? Uh, look, I think it's fair. I mean, I'm, str- I'm a strong supporter for it and I think the fact is that it works. I mean, between like 2020, 2010 sorry, and 2016, the number of Māori uh, medical students went up for something like 124%. Yeah. 
for example, and I, I know the Pacifica number was just below that. I can't think of think of it off the, off the top of my head. Yeah. And I mean the outcomes of that are they're proven. I mean Maori doctors lead to better outcomes for Maori. Yeah. And we also know that Maori doctors are more likely to go into rural, you know, underserved areas. Mm-hmm. So I think, I mean, there's a, there's just a bigger picture to look at than just the argument that it's unfair on certain students. Yeah, yeah. Because it's talking, you know, it's addressing the composition of our workforce like decades into the future. Yeah, yeah. It's a long game, right? It is. Yeah, it's very much a long game because we see the numbers, uh, you know, the, the the disparity between the number of Maori students that are in medical at the moment and the amount of Maori students specifically that are in the workforce at the moment, it's very low. Yeah, it's huge. The it's difference is huge. Three point four percent of doctors, I think, are Maori. And 1.8% are Pacifica. Yes, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, yeah, and that goes to show why it needs to change. Anyway, this is not about me. Well, I'm giving my opinion. Sorry, I've given my opinion every other day. Uh, the university's handling of uh, the medical school administration cap uh, has been a disaster. Uh, students found out, you know, second hand, no consultation, uh, and, and you know, and yeah, public and and staff, uni staff pressure. Uh, had to be applied before they got a chance to meet with the powers that be, which is happening next week. Um, should, you know, should a stable... Oh, should, I mean, it kind of shows that we need more strip representation, student reputation in the clock tower. How do we get that, Adam, like in terms of, you know... Michael. Oh, Michael, shit, sorry, <laughs> I've done it again. Yeah, how do we get that, Michael? Um, I think the number one thing is listening to representation as it is. I think I'd note with the medical student caps... I think the OUSA has done a great job in cons- consulting with existing student groups. And I think the platform of the OUSA is an all-student platform. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it can't be understated. And I think that we need better connections between individual clubs representing you know, certain segments of students and whatever fa- faculty and whatever group within that faculty. I think we need better connections between them and the academic representative to bring those views to the table. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I'd also advocate for more direct representation beyond just the OUSA being an afterthought on those committees. Well, that's right, but it seems like OUSA and the student body was an afterthought uh, in terms of even knowing what was going on. So, uh, do you think the university is playing a kind of a bit of a dirty tricks, dirty, uh, well, a dirty game when it comes uh, to this, and would you like to see the university consult OUSA straight off the bat as soon as um, ideas like this are coming up? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, what are the most important issues you see for 2021? Most important issues for 2021, I think the ongoing fallout of COVID-19, whether it's, no, I don't think we can understate the financial effects that it is likely to have on the university. So I would say one of the major ongoing issues would definitely have to be the way that the uni addresses that, the way it addresses the costs that are associated with it, and whether or not that comes at the expense of our education. Okay, so why should uh, students vote for you in the upcoming election? Uh, Why should students vote for me? Um, Honestly, these are things that I care about a lot. It's based on personal experience and experiences of close friends. But beyond that, I think that I am... I know. My talent, I think, is working with people. I'm able to understand issues. I'm able to talk to people. Uh I also really enjoy boring meetings. And I just think that I'm a good fit to go into a room and talk about these things on an even playing field. Very good. You're not the uh, you're not the first person to say uh, I'm good at boring meetings. I like that. (laughs) I like that a lot. Well, Michael, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Um, Voting kicks off on Monday, the 28th. Um, So perhaps 
uh, after the end of that round. I'll see you in here again. Yes, yeah, sounds good. There we go. And thank you, thank you to you, Adam, for not turning up. Uh, Thanks for listening to Radio 191 FM podcast. All of our content lives online at r1.co.nz.